Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Emerge Woman Magazine podcast, where we keep it real, relevant, and relatable for today's woman. I'd like to welcome our very special guest today, Twyla Kay. We are so thrilled to have you on the podcast today, Twyla. Oh, thank you so much, Kiana. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. And today we're going to discuss with Twyla why your digital footprint matters and how to make it your legacy. How do you want to be seen and remembered is going to be the big question. So just let me give you a little uh, tidbit about Twyla. For multiple years, Twyla has been helping individuals, entrepreneurs, and small business owners be the boldest, best, and most colorful expression of who they are truly are. Twyla helps business owners and entrepreneurs not only build a fun and fulfilling business, but gain the time, money, and freedom that they desire. So we just want to welcome you again to the call, Twyla. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. This is going to be fun. I love this topic. Oh, great. Uh, And you have a lot of expertise in this area, so many areas, but I was so intrigued seeing some of the the powerful gems that you shared around this. So can you first just tell us a little bit about yourself, your businesses, your journey, and how did you get into full-time entrepreneurship? Oh, my gosh. My entrepreneur journey started at the age of nine when I opened up my first business. I was uh, raising livestock for 4-H projects. And one day in the corrals, I looked at my dad and said, hey, why am I doing this making everyone else money and not me money? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, I don't know. (laughs) Why are you? And I said, how can I make me money? And them too. And, you know, my parents were always entrepreneurs. They owned a 7-Eleven store franchise at one time. They owned a department store uh, one time. And and my mother uh, started really the first type of community networking business um, in the 70s. And my dad owned multiple businesses after that. So I come from a real entrepreneurial-minded family um, anyhow. And at 13, I started singing professionally, which if anyone has ever been in the music industry or the acting industry, you know that uh, it's a business. It's not a talent. (laughs) It truly is a business. (laughs) So I learned a lot of lessons there. Uh, you know, got married, had kids, and worked a day job for the obligations of the family and spent 23 years in real estate, always yearning for the time that I could get back working for myself. And in 2008, after my dad was uh, tragically killed in a car accident, it just really proved to me that life was really short. And Um, I was sitting at my desk one day and said, you know what, it's time for me to stop trying to love what I'm doing and start doing what I love. And what I love is having the freedom to make my own way, to do what I want to do when I want to do it, with who I want to do it, and and make the kind of money that I want to make. I didn't want to be beholden to someone else telling me I was only worth $25 or $30 an hour. 
uh, when exactly. I knew that I was worth 10 times that amount. So um, I left the corporate real estate world and, um, you know, I, I started a gift basket business and that was by happenstance. <laughs> a very wow. Good owned an insurance agency and she needed a gift basket to raffle off at the, uh, at the local chamber meeting. And so I told her that I would do that for her. And um, she said, that would be great. And so I did and brought it into her the next day. And she said, oh, you have to go to the meeting with me. Like people, I have to be able to introduce you and tell people that you did this for me. <laughs> And I said, okay, great. And I went, and before I left, I had 37 orders. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my I, goodness. Just I like that. To myself, just like that. And I, and I had always learned from my parents being entrepreneurs that, you know, hey, if you've got more than 10 people that want what you're selling, then, you know, it might be a good business idea. <laughs> The so demand was definitely home. there. <laughs> the demands were there. I went home. I told my husband. And, you know, a week later, I was unboxing gift basket supplies and inventory in my spare bedroom, and away we went. And um, did very well for the first year and then took it to brick and mortar because that was always my dream was to have a store like my mom and dad had owned. Yeah. And I just loved that. I loved a place where the community could come in and, um, you know, at, women could, especially my dream was women could come in and have a cup of coffee or have some tea, try some of the gourmet foods and things and, and make and create things for their loved ones. And uh, so that was how I envisioned my store being. And uh, we opened and we did really well. And, you know, like most entrepreneurs, I didn't listen, and the financial crisis happened, and why I thought I could stay in business when Chrysler was going under and every other major <laughs> retailer was exactly. going under. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Other than I've always believed in myself. So right. I just, I just thought I could do it. <laughs> right. And didn't, <laughs> and didn't, and didn't make it. And we wound up having, within a year, having to close the store and file Chapter 13 bankruptcy. And I, I remember that day like it was yesterday. And mm. it was one of the worst days of my life, having that type of failure. And I cried in bed for three days. And then I heard my dad's voice um, mm. from heaven just tell me, you know, woman up, get up do it cowgirl Amazing. up and so I got out of bed and I thought well I've got to sell off all this inventory so I looked online found a gal um, who was doing some major business in the gift basket industry as a wholesaler and so I called her to see if she wanted to buy my inventory and I wound up buying hers and her business by the time we hung up the phone <laughs> Oh, so that's a turnaround. There's another quick one within three days. Right. Yes. Of you hearing your days. dad speak to your heart from, oh, my gosh, you made mm -hmm. that call, and just here we go again, just like that. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. And so I um, 
I started going into the manufacturing and wholesale drop shipping business. And within a year, we were one of the nation's largest. We were supplying over 166 other online retailers oh my and big box stores with gift baskets. And um, my clients started coming to me and started saying, okay, what's this online thing you're doing? Like, you know, e-commerce had just, had just really started coming in the mainstream then. Before that, you had to sink tens of thousands of dollars into being in an e-commerce business or, you know, you had to just dabble in eBay. Um, and so I really got on that trend of e-commerce and started just coaching and consulting with clients to show them how to boost their business online. And within three years, they had, I had helped them accumulatively <clears throat> um, grow their businesses into over $10 million in revenue, accumulatively. Okay. So, so let's was, repeat um, that. On this, throughout this consulting, I just want to share, throughout this consulting <laughs> time, you help your, your clients acquire over $10 million in revenue through their businesses? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's huge. Yes. Yeah, it was huge. It was, um, you know, I was flying high, I'll tell you. It was, it was a great time. And it was where I first really understood, you know, in the real estate industry, we had consultants come in that would do corporate trainings with us, and they'd consult on certain projects and stuff. So I, I knew about consulting, and I knew that people got paid to do that kind of thing, but I didn't know I could get paid to do that thing. <laughs> wow. And, you know, my clients started sending me money, literally, for helping them so much. Like, I I wasn't charging them. I I wasn't, it wasn't to charge them to do this because we were doing so well in business. I didn't need to make money at the consulting. I just wanted to help other people. And, you know, I wanted to help, as I had always said to them at that time, I may not always know what to do, but I've learned some really hard life lessons, so I can tell you what not to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, you know, but it's you... in what not to do that there's gold. <laughs> wow, that is so good. And, and, and I, I love that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I love that. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, you know, they just started throwing money at me for it, and I thought, okay, this is maybe where I need to be. And so I did. I started um, from there on. I started coaching and consulting full-time. And uh, St. Mary's College, Notre Dame, reached out to me, and they were doing, through the Women's Entrepreneur Initiative, uh, they were doing a nonprofit project called the SPARK Program, uh, teaching, it was a 13-week program teaching high-potential under-resourced women how to start and grow their own businesses. And at the end of the courses, if they finished everything and did well, uh, then they were awarded a $5,000 microloan from local banks that we had involved in the project and through the SBA to start their business. And through that program, we have to date still have a 96% success rate of women still in business and still growing strong um, and an 82% completion rate across the board all these years, which has been just phenomenal for that type of program. That is exceptional. 
Oh, my goodness. So it's safe to say you know quite a bit about <laughs> building a digital footprint in this online world. It's safe to say you're pretty qualified in that area, beyond qualified. Wow, what an amazing story, though. But one of the key things that stands out to me, uh, Twyla, is how you said your your goal was to help people. So people ended up throwing money at you. And I think that is a key piece that people need to see uh, on this entrepreneurial journey that it has to start with that authentic desire to help somebody. Yes, the demand has to be there and there are, you know, the other strategic, you know, implications and parts of it. But that true that that right there can't be taught. You need to have that in your heart, that desire um, to, to genuinely help people and then, you know, find your lane and all of that. So I think it's so powerful that you share that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and that, and that really is what it's all about. If you're, uh, you know, of course you need to go into business to make money. You should never absolutely not thinking about making money. But that can't be Absolutely. your only reason. That can't because there's going to be times that you're, you don't make money, that you lose money, and you're going to have to have something bigger that carries you through. You're going to have to have that either that personal mission or that business mission that powers you through those tough times because you're going to have them. Even when you're at the top of your game, life is yeah. going to happen, and burnout's going to happen, or... Um, you know, in my case, my mother got ill with lung cancer at that time in 2012 when we were riding high, people throwing money at me. And, you know, my dad had died without me being there, and I wasn't going to have another parent do that. And, and so, you know, I tried to carry on my business as much as I could long distance, taking care of my mom. Um, but that didn't work. So I had to sell my business. I had to make that decision to sell my business and um, to take care of my mom. And and I'm telling you, it's, it's been a long road since then to get back up. So there's going to be ebbs and flows in your business no matter what. And, you know, it, it, it goes to what we're talking about this morning to your digital footprint and, and building your legacy because now more than ever, social media has become a platform not only for us to connect and build relationship with one another, but it's become a platform to actually leave your legacy uh, for the people Mm. behind. And and that's what even sparred me. I know what we're talking about um, today, you had read my blog post on your digital footprint now. Yes. And, you know, what sparred me to even write that post was after my mother passed and my sister and I were going through her things, we found these three ring binders, several of them. Um, and they were the big, thick ones, the big three-inch binders, and they yes. were full. And it was eight years in chronological order with amendments or addendums attached, which either was appropriate, and my mother was, was very specific with those types of <laughs> but they were her wow. to-do list for every day for eight years, her written to-do list. And Amazing. at first, when we first looked at them, I called my uncle, her brother, into the room, and I said, Uncle Bud, this is a Dr. Phil episode waiting to happen. 
<laughs> and my aunt looked at me and she said, Twyla Kay, we are not going on Dr. Phil, are we? And that is not a question, young lady. <laughs> exactly. And I said, well, I don't know. This is kind of cray-cray. This is a little crazy. to do this with amendments and addendums attached. This wow. And so my sister and I were just, you know, in disbelief. And the next day we talked with one of my mom's best friends who's been in our lives all of our life. And, and we told her, and my mom's friend said to us, but girls, don't look at it as something crazy. Look at it as a gift. You can now, years from now, your kids, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren can look back and for eight years of her life know exactly where she was, what she was doing, and what she had to do every day for those eight years. What a That's gift. That's beautiful. That's and beautiful. I tell you, I still get chills. I, I, I have chills even telling that mm. story because it's so true. And that's what your digital footprint does as well as give you social proof, uh, helps you connect and build relationships. There are so many reasons why your digital footprint matters. But it, the ultimate is it leaves your legacy. It tells people who you are, what you were put on this earth to do, and Mm. what kind of impact you've made. And we have the opportunity today that we've never had before, that generations before us never, ever, ever had. And, and, you know, I speak to young people about this. Um, At 52 years old, I get to say young people now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I speak to You're young seasoned. <laughs> I am seasoned, yes. I get to speak to young people about this and how, you know, they're just, they're putting whatever comes to their head and not really thinking through what they're putting out there and how long that lives out there. It never goes away. It never mm-hmm. goes away. And so it truly is creating your legacy. And, and as part of my article had said, at the end of your life, if all they were going to do at your funeral was to show your social media, what would that tell them about you? What would they say about who you are and the impact that you've been making and the relationships that you've built and the connections that you've made and, and the growth, the personal growth that you yourself have made and the professional development. What would all of that say about you? And, you know, to start thinking about your social media and your digital footprint in that way is huge. And, you know, one of the people that I admire so much for really bringing this point to the forefront is Gary Vee, and he talks about documenting, that it's not about selling, it's not about, you know, anything else, but really documenting. And when you look at it from that standpoint, when you look at it that this is the documentation of my life and how I want to impact people, then your posts and your content and everything else that you do, your marketing changes. Mm, that is so good. And, and you said a key, a, a, a beautifully um, well-spoken key summary to what a digital footprint is, who you are, and why you are here. 
that that is so powerful. Um, yes. If we can think in those terms of who we are and why we are here, and that is what we're reflecting, you know, in that digital footprint. So that is so key. Thank you. Um, can you just share with us three to five of the most common mistakes that you see professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, and the like make with their digital presence? Oh, <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> okay, so so we can do a series. We could. We, <laughs> we could give a, a brief summary <laughs> because we that's how important this is. Do you know when I was um, I was a manager in Atlanta and um, one of my team members came to me. I was in a series of interviewing different candidates and one of my my staff came to me and showed me the Facebook profile of one of the individuals I was interviewing. She was one of my top two picks. And after I saw the profile, she was removed from the running. So that is how yeah. it, can, it can be a matter of you don't know what place of decision, even if you're a professional, you know, working in a corporate environment or somewhere else, not just necessarily a business owner, what people can be saying about your digital presence. So please tell us, you know, three to five of the most common mistakes you see. Well, one of the most common that I see more than anything, and I'll tell you, it's, I've even made this same mistake myself, is inconsistency. Mm. And tell us what that, that looks really like. What is, is inconsistency? And it's the mm -hmm. most important when you are creating your digital footprint. Um, wow. You cannot in today's world just make a post here or comment there or engage here or, you know, put out a blog post one day and then not for a year or, you know, a podcast. You can't do a podcast episode this week and then not do one for three weeks and then expect there right. to be an actual footprint made, mm. to, make, to have an impact made, to have, you know, to rise above the noise. That, we talk about that a lot in marketing, in online marketing, right? How to rise above the noise. Well, Absolutely. one of the greatest ways that you can rise above the noise is to be there all the time. And, you know, Gary Vee talks about this, right? To, it, it's not about uh, so many entrepreneurs, and this is the mistake that is behind the inconsistency, is they think it's a waste of time that it's a time waster mm. to be on social media. And it is if you're doing the wrong things with it. <laughs> oh. if, you're, if you're spending all that time in your feed, um, you know, to read the latest about someone's dog or, um, you know, their latest political rant or whatever it is, then you're right. It's a waste of time for you. But it, if you really want to take on online marketing and creating yourself a digital footprint, especially to create your legacy, it's about your engagement. It's about your thought leadership. And I know we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, yes. And what it means to actually be that thoughtpreneur versus a thought, a thought leader versus a thought provoker, right? And yes. You know, it's, it's really sad that there is a, a gaping hole within the entrepreneur community and small business owner community that 
um, you know, that they believe that social media is a waste of time because it's not. It is how you can actually not only build your business and grow your business um, massively, but it is also how you can create your biggest impact and leave your greatest legacy. Mm, that is so good. So consistency is the key. <laughs> Yes, consistency, consistency is, is key. Is, is yes. Key, right? And I just yeah. I just saw a quote the other day that said be consistent or be forgotten. That's and right. And so it is it, it perfectly dovetails into to what you're saying. And so is the inconsistency is the the mindset that it's not important. So that's another area. Is there any other thing before we move on to the next thing that you see and your expertise as uh, a common mistake professionals and business owners may make with their digital presence? Yeah, they make it about them. (laughs) They make it uh about them and, and not the people that they are actually wanting to reach and serve. And, Mm. you know, that's, it's a huge mistake. And, um, you know, it's why a lot of people start feeling like, Social media is a waste of time because they're just being sold to in their feeds. And, Mm. you know, it's buy my stuff, buy my stuff, look at how great I am, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, look at how great I am, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And that's not what social media is meant for. I mean, look at the two words themselves, social media. Excellent. Social media. Right? Excellent. Yes. <laughs> way to connect, build relationship, which we all know that is the most important thing to do when you're in business is to build relationships. That's where your business becomes not only uh, successful, but it also becomes sustainable when you, build, mm. when you actually build a relationship, not just with customers and prospects and leads and clients, but also with partners, you know, you and I met Excellent. through social media. We have we not sure met did. We met Absolutely. through social media. And look at yeah. where we are today and look at where we can be in five years collaborating Absolutely. together and, Absolutely. you know, referring one another and all of those type of things. So that's what social is for. And then media is for you to document and for you to actually build your long-term legacy through your impact, through your message, through your vision, through your mission, all of that. That is excellent. We will definitely, um, if you don't mind, do a series on this because it's so important for all generations. And I noticed the thinking that you said in every generation and generation, whether, you know, it's a more seasoned group or a younger group, oh, that's not really important. That's just a time waster. I don't have time for that. But when you really have purpose and strategy around it, 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 it makes a huge impact. So, I mean, just the way you broke down social and media, that is so key. So I really think this is so worth, uh, you know, definitely touching on again. This is so important, so important. And for business owners, <laughs> you will go down if you don't have a strong digital footprint. So you will, because it is here to stay. It is not a fad. I'm telling you, you know, um, in my age group, especially, right? Uh, It's just a fad. Social media, Facebook's going to go out of business. And, you know, no, 
It's not going to happen. And even mm-hmm. if Facebook does go out of business, something else will be there in its place. Trust me. Absolutely. It's already being planned. <laughs> yep. It's already being innovated. It's, already, wow. it's probably already innovated and just waiting for that moment. So, um, you know, the, the times of putting your head in the sand as a business owner and entrepreneur about this online marketing and social media thing, it's time to pull your head out of your sand. Mm, that is so true. And so why is a digital a person's digital footprint their brand? Because now branding is a big thing. Okay, this is my brand. This is what I stand for. This is, you know, please just quickly walk us through why is the digital footprint a person's brand and, uh, you know, how it impacts that, what, what people would consider their brand. Look, people don't do business with business. They do business with people. They don't do business with companies. They do business with people within that company. And you wow. are the face of your company as a small business owner and entrepreneur. You are your business. You are your company. And so everything that you do on social media, everything you say, everything you like, everything you comment on, every group you join, you know, I could go to your, I could go to your profile right now and see every group that you're in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in some shady groups, what am I going to think about you? Wow. And if you are engaging with shady people, what am I going to think about you? And if you don't think that people are checking you out in that way, think again. So it is, it is your brand. It tells people exactly what, what you just said a, a minute ago, that it's telling people who you are, what you stand for, uh, what you believe in, and everything else. And, you know, the death of a business person is to get radical about anything, um, and we see mm. that all the time, right? We see that uh, people yes. get radical about political views or religious views or, um, you know, even their their own, and I call it their shtick, um, you know, that, <laughs> that in-your-face type of, you know, using cuss words, every other cuss word. Now, you know, I'll throw out a cuss word. I mean, I, but it's, in the moment of being so passionate that there's not another word that fits. It's not because I'm trying to make a shock factor with someone, right? Exactly. It's mm-hmm. subconscious that it happens um, because I'm so passionate about whatever I'm doing or saying in the moment. And so you have to remember that, that people are watching and listening to everything that you're doing. And, you know, you know this probably more than anyone now that you're podcasting and everything else, you look and you see your metrics and see, holy crud, someone is listening to us from India, from Asia, from the mm-hmm. United Kingdom, from your, how mm-hmm. the heck did it, they even know about my podcast? You know, somebody mm-hmm. subscribed from Germany yesterday. And so if you don't think that you're making a worldwide statement on social media, think again. It, it is you are your company. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So you'd better be doing things that people 
can like you, can get to know you, can like you, and can trust you with your digital footprint. Wow. That is, I mean, you just (laughs) said it all. That is amazing. Amazing. And so explain what it means and just sharing those the paradigm shift that it takes in order to successfully establish your digital presence. Explain what it means to be a thought leader versus a thought provoker because now people are looking at (laughs) that is amazing. I thought that was a huge, huge key in your, in your blog. It is. Thank you. And you know, it's a big difference. We thought leader is one of those buzzwords that's out there right now, right? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to become a thought leader or an influencer. And they don't realize, um, you know, that there is a distinction, just like there's a distinction from being a coach or a consultant. There is a huge distinction that most people miss. And so there is between thought leader, thought provoker. And, you know, as thought leader and influencer, look, Oprah is an influencer who is now starting to cross into being a thought leader. You know, if you watch her Super Soul Sunday episodes and her master class and things like that, she is crossing over into becoming a thought leader, but Mm. she is still an influencer. If you were, when she had her show, if you were on the Oprah show, you made it. Like it was. That's it. That was the ultimate thing. Right? And look at exactly. things from nothing exactly. to a multi-billion-dollar company from being on Oprah. <laughs> yes. and and look at the brand she's created with Dr. Phil mm. and Dr. Oz. And yes, exactly. And, you know Nate Burkus for crying out loud. You know, I mean, all of these people that she has she's taken a person and and made them a brand. Right now, that's an influencer, a thought leader. We have you know many thought leaders in our society today. And, you know, Tony Robbins is a thought leader. Jim mm, Rohn, yes. a thought leader. Um, you know, John, John Maxwell. Maxwell. Yep, we said it at the same leader. time. Mm-hmm. Stephen mm-hmm. Covey, you know, the late Stephen Covey, the late Wayne Dyer, thought leaders. Uh, Louise mm-hmm. Hay, thought leader. You know, there are people who, Brendan Burchard is a thought leader. Um, you know, Gary Vee, a thought leader. There are people who are actually creating content that makes you think a different way, that makes mm. you see things in a different way, that gives you an entirely different perspective on whatever their topic matter is. Um, Excellent. Ooh, Elizabeth perfect definition. is a thought yeah. leader, right? She changed people's perception with eat, pray, and love. Um, and so, and thought provokers and thought leaders actually, you know, they evoke, uh, they evoke emotion. Mm. They give you things by which you sit and contemplate and think about and look at your, in your own way and give your own perspective to and change because of it. Uh, whereas a, a thought provoker just provokes the emotion and doesn't, there's not much substance, substance there, right? There's, right? there's not much to it. There's not really meat. They don't really, you don't walk away with, 
a different way of thinking or a different way of doing, you're more on a rant or, um, right? You're more, you're more on a rant. I mean, look at Dr. Martin Luther King was a thought leader. Yeah. But there were many people after him that took that topic and became thought provokers and just built animosity and division and more hatred, which is never what you want to do. You don't ever want to provoke emotion. You want to evoke emotion. He evoked change. He, Mm -hmm. you know, he took people in one mindset and completely gave them another. And And painted a completely different picture. Yes. Right. Correct. And changed our world. Changed Mm, our mm, world. mm, mm. Powerful. And Mm. so that is the difference between a thought leader and a thought provoker and even an influencer. Uh, You know, influencers are great and they make great impact for other people. They give way for other people to make an impact is what an influencer does. And they... um, you know, they're the Oprahs of the world. They're the people that are sharing their stage like you, that are sharing their stage and, and bringing other people to it and letting them share their thought leadership and their expertise and knowledge and wisdom. And, you know, so kudos to you. Thank you, Kiana, for, for being you. one of our great thought leaders and influencers. Thank you so much, and I take that as a high compliment coming from you. Thank you so much. And it's a process, you know, actually emerging into that uh, place, but I'm so glad that now we can clearly see what the definition is because there's a lot of flinging of the word around, um, but having a, a true understanding. I've always heard and loved the quote, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. You abuse it. And so now uh, – you know, our listeners and those who we influence and impact will be all the better um, empowered by having a clear definition, you know, of what it is because we hear these words so much, uh, but I've not heard a lot of, you know, substantial defining of what that actually is. And so people tend to just see somebody who's famous and, and pick up any kind of definition, but you have truly, truly outlined that. And I think it's a testament to your expertise, Twyla, and showing why, um, listeners, you want to get in contact with her. I mean, uh, not only um, is she an amazing businesswoman who's helped several people build very lucrative businesses, but uh, I love the holistic approach that you have. It's life and business. Um, And that is a a part of the mission of Emerge Woman Magazine, that holistic outlook of not just, you know, being successful in one area, but you have to crumble in another. So um, thank you so much for sharing the wisdom uh, and experience that you've gained over the years and the what not to do. Um, on the journey. That's so important. We all from time to time don't know what to do, but we can look and surely know what not to do. Truly. <laughs> where marriage is concerned, where business is concerned. Yes, Everything. exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So this has been so amazing. I feel like I was on a journey just in in, in this podcast today with you. How can our listeners and subscribers connect with you, contact you if they want to, uh, you know, 
learn more about you and enrolling your services, uh, please let us know in any upcoming events or sessions that you have going on. Please share. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Well, they can start by visiting my website at twilake.com. That's T-W-I-L-A-K-A-Y-E.com. Um, they can connect with me on social media through my website, or they can find me on Facebook at Twyla K, on Twitter as Twyla K, on Instagram as Twy K. Someone else stole my name on Instagram. Whoever you are, thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, a namesake there. Oh, man. I, do. I have a namesake there, and she's wonderful. So I say awesome. that tongue-in-cheek because she's wonderful. Great, um, great, great. They can, they can connect with me on social media. Um, you know, I'm always happy to spend a half an hour, 45 minutes um, on the phone all you have to do is go to my website. You can schedule a, a complimentary strategy session. Um, just if you have questions or have a pressing issue, uh, just bring it to the call and, and we'll work it out. And you know, I promise to give you just one strategy, at least one strategy that you can implement in your business to help either get it started or help it growing. If you already have a business, whatever it is that you need. Um, I'm always up for doing that, and I even promise on that call not to try to sell you into anything. Uh, you can see, you know, what I do and who I'm about, and if you want to work with me, great. I don't push you to do that. So, Awesome. Thank you so much. And, and any upcoming events, I know you have some things brewing. You don't have to share if it's, if it's not time, but um, I know you have some awesome initiatives that are, are coming up. Besides being featured in the Marriage Woman magazine, you are a powerhouse. You're on other podcasts and, you know, you have writing and all kinds of things. So do you have any initiatives coming up you'd like to share with the listeners? Thank you. I would. I'm actually getting ready to launch, to relaunch. Um, I had my podcast before and uh, was just on another podcast with a collaborative partner. Um, but I'm getting ready to relaunch my own solo podcast, which will be awesome. Woman Up and Get Out of Woo! Your Way. <laughs> oh, those words that dad, you heard your dad saying in your heart, That's Woman right. Up. And That's now it's right. a movement. Wow. And, yeah, I actually uh, trademarked that in 2014. Um, Excellent. And, and the, the Woman Up Global Worldwide Movement, and um, I'm going to be relaunching that and relaunching the podcast and a new website. That's all coming in October. So this is perfect timing uh, for us to be doing this podcast yes. and go into Emerge Magazine. I so appreciate you um, bringing me into your fold, and I'm so honored uh, to be in this upcoming issue and, and on this podcast with you today and getting to talk about that because it's perfect timing for my entire rebrand and relaunch. And, you know, sometimes as a business owner, you need to do that, right? It's been yes, four or five years absolutely. since I've done a whole – since I've done a rebrand and everything. And, and so you need to be doing that about every four or five years. You need to freshen it up. You need to change your messaging. You need to do all of those things so that you can still reach the people that you want to reach. So 
So we've got she's even sharing powerful, yes, powerful gems even in the closing. I'm telling you, Twyla, (laughs) (laughs) you are a powerhouse. You'll definitely be back. Thank you so much. It has truly been a pleasure today. Yes, and I know some uh, some of our folks will be reaching out. Uh, but thank you again for everything that you shared. And, ladies, this podcast will be available for you to listen in, tune in. Please share the word. Um, also about the Woman Up movement, let's connect, let's collaborate, get together, and emerge into our authentic purpose and, and lane and destiny. So thank you again, Twyla, for gracing us with your presence and expertise. And we look forward to more uh, sessions and, and sharing in the future. Thank you, Kian. I really appreciate you. Have a great day. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Thanks. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless.